Welcome to the new Two Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Two Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Tamika Perry and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. And now, here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Tamika Perry. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Two Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed. I'm Ron Aaron, delighted to have you with us and with me as well as our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. Dr. Perry has been part of Optum since 2014, moved over to WellMed in 2018. She's currently a provider at WellMed at Redbird Square in Dallas. Dr. Perry is board certified in family medicine and has been in practice for some 15 years. And as a sidebar, one of the things she loves to do is travel. In fact, uh, Dr. Perry, we were talking off the air a couple of moments ago, you are just returned from Greece. Yes, food was fabulous. So if you're a foodie, Greece is a a place for you to go. I cannot say how fabulous the food were as well as the architecture. Beautiful. So, So for them, the Mediterranean diet is every day. Every day. So if, if you in the Mediterranean diet, by the way, is a heart healthy diet. So if you like food from that region of the world and uh, I suggest you try it because it's awful good. Go for it. Absolutely. And, go for it. And of course, what people do very often in Greece when they're on vacation is part of what we're talking about today, right. running the risk of developing skin cancers because they spend a lot of time in the sun. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Greece is a walking country and it is warm, like Dr. Prisk and I were discussing earlier. So there's lots of time in the sun and lots of time outside. And Dr. Priska is our very special guest today. We're delighted to have her with us. Dr. Rodina Priska is with Optum at Winter Park Aloma in Orlando, Florida. She is not only a physician there, earned her medical degree from the University of Tirana School of Medicine in Tirana, Albania, where she is from, completed her family medicine training at St. John Hospital and Medical Center in Detroit, Michigan. Dr. Priska is board certified by the American Board of Family Medicine, and she's got two daughters, a 21-year-old in college and a 15-year-old in high school. And Dr. Priska, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Very honored. What? what uh, well, you don't have to be honored to be with us. We're honored to have you <laughs> on board. So talk to us a, a little bit, first of all, because uh, w- when we have... Uh, physicians like you who come on who were born in in really interesting parts of the world. Talk to us about Albania, because most folks know little about it. Albania is actually a very small country uh, in East European, just north of Greece. We're just talking about that a few minutes ago. And um, uh, to me, although I may be biased, it's the most beautiful country in the world. (laughs) But... uh, (laughs) Um, it's a small country. It's only has um, three million people living on it. Um, um, it's has it's beautiful. has um, has a beautiful coast. has mountain. has lakes, um, and um, very peaceful people overall. <laughs> and you went to medical school there. Correct. Yes. Um, and what led you to the United States? Well, just uh, uh, exploring our options, I guess, and trying to make the best of our lives. I came here with my husband after finishing medical school and uh, built a life here and have our two beautiful daughters. And you picked a nice place to live. Orlando is a pretty cool spot. Absolutely. Um, I lived in Michigan for 13 years. I did my training there. So, but hey, very happy to be in Florida right now. I grew up in Ohio, and like Michigan, our winters were pretty brutal. 
where I can, they are long, very long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you suffer from seasonal affective disorder, that's not a place to be, right? Correct. Yeah. Definitely love our Florida, although as good as uh, sunny is, it can be um, uh, harmful for many things. And we're talking about that today, actually, about the skin cancer. Well, that's a perfect segue because uh, I think more people today are aware of and sensitive to the issues involving the sun and skin and the need for uh, uh, sunblock and, and what have you. But most of us are not really able to identify uh, what are potential hazards that we see on our skin. How do we know if uh, something is potentially cancerous or not? So, so give us the 411. What do we look for with problems on our skin? Um, that's correct. And uh, as good as beneficial sun is for many things, it uh, considered to be very harmful uh, in many ways, creating cancer, aging. Uh, so we're looking, uh, first of all, recognizing our body and checking to know what's familiar to us. And uh, looking for uh, changes is the, the key word, the looking for things that are uh, unusual from what normal skin look like. Any new uh, spots, um, any changes on those spots, on size, on color, on shape. Um, uh, the magic word in dermatology is evolution of our normal spots. So any changes should trigger the um, alarm about possible skin cancer and talking to your doctor about it. Now, hold that thought. I want to let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to Two Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. Hello. And we're talking with Dr. Radina Priska on our WellMed, on our radio hotline from Winter Park Aloma Clinic for Optum in Orlando, Florida. And we're talking about skin and skin cancers. Uh, when you mentioned changes, uh, I, I think there are obviously parts of our bodies that we can't really see, our backs, top of our scalp, uh, backs of our shoulders and what have you. How do you recommend that people keep track of what's going on there? Um, uh, there is actually like uh, nice uh, tools and videos and uh, uh, to teach patients how to check their body and uh, uh, having full size mirrors and uh, with uh, another mirror checking their back as well. Even for the scalp, using a hair dryer to expose the areas. So uh, it is not uh, uh, it is not a, uh, a very professional way and uh, not an expert level of a skin check, but uh, a, a start. And also by having your regular visit with your doctor, yes. uh, it should be at least a, a yearly full skin exam uh, to look for um, any abnormality on your skin and especially in the areas that are difficult to reach. And, and is that something, uh, Dr. Perry, that? Uh, we yes. should go to our PCP for, or do we need um, to go to a dermatologist? Well, you at least need to go to your PCP once a year for that yearly physical exam. I'm a big advocate of it, as I'm sure Dr. Priska is too. So when you go to that exam, it's important that you take off your shirt, take off your pants if applicable, so the PCP can visualize certain areas of your body, like she mentioned earlier, that you may not be able to see. I have plenty of patients um, that, you know, I'm the only one who really visualizes their, their back <laughs> because, you know, they can't see it. They don't look in the mirror. They may live alone. And, I, and in recent history, I've, I have found a few lesions on the patient's back. Um, so it is important that you you get that check-in with that PCP. And if that PCP is, is un, unsure of what the particular 
new lesion is, then um, most certainly they'll be referred to a dermatologist. Now, Dr. Priska, I just wanted you to chime in on the importance of um, sunblock and skin protection, particularly not only for the general population, but also for people of color. I think there's a misconception, at least amongst my patients, that, you know, I don't need it. My own aunt got skin burned. She came to my office about five or six years ago, and she was like, what is this? I'm like, it's a skin burn. You know, it's a sunburn. And she just Mm -hmm. was like floored that she can get sunburn as an African-American. Yeah, just uh, the fact that um, uh, the darker the darker color and they don't burn as easily as uh, the lighter color population, definitely uh, very prone to skin cancer. And actually, um, all the data shows that uh, on a darker population, skin cancer is diagnosed later and becomes even more dangerous because it's more difficult to treat. So uh, everybody is susceptible to skin cancer. And if you got skin, you are prone to get skin cancer. Yes. So just your color does not protect you there. Um, the uh, sunblocks, uh, it's uh, the most effective way to protect your, to protect your skin. Um, there is a um, uh, lot of involvement on uh, uh, sunscreen protection as well as uh, the products are becoming better. It used to be just uh, the UV uh, B protection, now it's added to UVA protection, not in that how harmful the UVA uh, rays can be to the skin. Yeah, tell us so, what that uh, means, UVA, and, and what was the other one? What are those? Uh, the uh, UVB is a type of ray that uh, uh, emitted from the sun that uh, can cause sunburns and uh, injuries. And in the past, it was considered to be like the only type of ray that actually damages and it poses you at risk for skin cancer. But pretty much everything that uh, any uh, any type of uh, uh, radiation from the sun can be dangerous. So the sunscreen are becoming more and more pr- protective on that. And I think the downside uh, of using all this sunscreen is a lot of folks like myself turn out to be low in vitamin D. Um, it has been uh, um, a lot of education on that as well, that uh, the uh, best source for the vitamin D is not necessarily the sun. Uh, nutritional uh, supplements can be very good on that. Uh, vitamin D uh, supplements uh, taken from nutrition or as a uh, vitamin, much more safer than the damage that the sun can cause. Yes, Dr. Prisca, I was just about to say, you know, it's it's a lot easier to treat a vitamin D deficiency than it is any type of Co- cancer. Yeah, so. absolutely. Tell us a little bit about why vitamin D is important. Um, it's important on many things. It's important uh, uh, for our bones. Most uh, importantly, it's important to prevent osteoporosis. But vitamin D has effect on many other functions of our body. It helps depression, it's full prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, overall, it's an uh, important supplement uh, that uh, keeps us healthy. And as you think about all of this, uh, Dr. Perry, uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned vitamin D supplements. Should we self-medicate or is that something your PCP should prescribe? Well, I think to begin with, you should get, you know, vitamin D levels, maybe once again at that yearly exam and see if it's warranted for you to take vitamin D normal levels are between 30 and 100. And it may just you may just need an over the counter supplement and your doctor can advise how much or he he or she depending on your um, other medical diagnoses may have to prescribe a supplement. I was prescribed 10,000 units once a week of vitamin D. Yes, and, and that, that is a fairly uh, common um, a diagnosis and a fairly common prescription to give. It's easy to take, low side effects, and it's good for you. What would the side effects be? 
Well, you know, just like any medication that you can't tolerate, you may ha- you may have some abdominal pain. I've never seen any patient with it. Um, it's a vitamin. It's what's called a fat soluble vitamin. So the excess is just stored into your fat. Yeah, I'm the one who reads all, all of the material <laughs> yes. that comes with the prescription, and, and I often then, of course, like a, a, a student in med school first year, I develop every symptom. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Stick with us. We're going to come right back to you in just a couple of moments talking about skin, skin lesions, and we're going to go through the different kinds of problems you can have with your skin, uh, which are the ones to worry about, which are the ones not quite as serious, all that and more coming your way on Two Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry, and we're talking with Dr. Rudina Prisca, Optum at Winter Park, Aloma in Orlando, Florida. Hi, it's Drew Pearson for my friends at WellMed. As a Hall of Famer, I love it when a quarterback and receiver have a great connection. You can be part of a great connection too. Connecting WellMed's high-quality healthcare with the highest-rated Medicare Advantage plan helps you focus on staying healthy. Call 210-436-6005 or visit wellmedhealthcare.com slash connect. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesperson. Other plans are accepted. For full enrollment details, visit medicare.gov. We appreciate you sticking with us right here on Two Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. Delighted to have her on from her clinic up in Dallas, Texas. And with us on our Two Docs in a Pod hotline from Orlando, Dr. Rudina Prisca. She's with Optum at Winter Park, Aloma. And we're talking about skin, skin problems. And walk us through, if you will, Dr. Prisca, of the various levels of problems we could have on our skin from, hey, don't worry about that, it's benign, to, man, we got to get that out today. All righty. Well, uh, very commonly, especially on our aging population, we see um, uh, dark spots, and um, uh, we call them uh, age spots, another common name for it. So that's a condition that's called acne keratosis, and actually it's a sign of sun damage. And uh, to some extent, uh, I would not say never worry about it because they can return to cancer too. But these are the most common complaints that we get from people that come in for their physical exams. And um, uh, they can be flat, but they can be slightly raised. And uh, uh, they um, uh, have a, a variety of colors, but most commonly can be brown. Um, and uh, they, uh, most important, uh, uh, thing to know about this is that they need to be washed as well, same as the other type of uh, skin cancer, because they can change, ulcerate, and they can become uh, cancer in the future. Um, there is two major types of uh, skin cancer that can be uh, grouped on two categories, and uh, there is melanoma, which is the most concerning, and uh, it spreads more uh, um, and uh, it becomes, uh, 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 can be fatal for patient. And uh, there is a uh, non-melanoma type of cancer that are more common and very much uh, more common compared to melanoma. And uh, they are, I would not say more easily treated, but uh, they, uh, they had, don't have the same tendency to metastasize on your body and they can be treated by primary care or dermatology. And for those of us who often will go to the doc and say, yes. Hey, Dr. Perry, I got these things growing on my arm, uh, skin tags, I think we call them. I can clip it off with a toenail clipper. What do you think? 
do not do that. Please do not do that. Because <laughs> it can cause a whole host of problems, even if the lesion is benign. Um, clipping it off with a toenail clipper is setting yourself up for something called cellulitis. And we do not want you to get a soft tissue infection. So that is an absolute no. And I think Dr. Priska makes a, a great point when she talks about the two different types of um, skin cancers. And um, melanoma, is that, that's actually what Bob Marley died of. It was a melanoma that was right. found you know, on his toes. And he was a very young man. Like within four years, he was... He was like gone from it. Um, Dead. Yeah, that's it. Just, just absolutely gone. It was fairly aggressive, and he is a person of color, like we were talking about earlier, and gone from melanoma. And how do you treat it then? If you find something that you suspect is melanoma, do you have to do a biopsy? So, typically, go ahead, Doctor Priska. Yeah, you you have to definitely you have to uh, have an assessment, and uh, you typically do a biopsy. Um, and uh, um, the surgery is the method of uh, treatment for the melanoma. Uh, it has to be staged, and uh, the uh, staging means like assessing if there is any uh, uh, any involvement on lymph nodes on the melanoma or not. It is known that melanoma that is not spread to the lymph nodes is 99% curative. Uh, so very important to detect this early and to bring your attention to the doctor early on rather than later. And if it gets to the lymph nodes, as I gather what happened in Bob Marley's case, much more difficult to treat. Uh, definitely more difficult to treat. Still very, um, uh, the advancement of medicine make it possible to still have a very high curative rate, but definitely makes it more harder for patients, for everybody. So early is better. And then there's something I, uh, that I had called uh, basal cell. Yeah, basal cell carcinoma is the most common skin cancer, um, and um, it affects uh, everybody uh, white and darker skin. Um, it is more in a sun-exposed area because the direct correlation with the amount of sun exposure you get through life. Um, and uh, this is uh, considered a, a type of skin cancer that is more localized and uh, uh, almost 100% uh, curative excision of the lesion. And slow growing. Uh, uh, well, if it... Uh, all type of cancer when they uh, grow and penetrate too much and becomes harder to treat. Uh, but uh, that's uh, why uh, it's highly recommended to uh, check them early and assess them early so they can be resected and cured. And, and Dr. Perry, you were mentioning that even folks with darker skin, African-Americans mm -hmm. and others, as Dr. Priska just said, can develop these different cancers. Are they more difficult to see on skin in a darker person? I think it's twofold. I think it depending on how, you know, how much melanin is in the person's skin, it may be more difficult to see. And two, it's just an awareness from the, from the perspective of the provider and the perspective of the patient that people with darker skin aren't necessarily, aren't necessarily 100% protected against skin cancer. So if you have a lump or bump or something that, you know, was not there before, you definitely need to let your primary care provider know. And if you have one that's there, been there for a long time, but it starts to change in shape, size, color, texture. That's another warning sign. I mean, Dr. Prisco, when you agree that you need to let someone know like, hey, this is changing. It used to look like a star. Now it looks like a catfish. Why does it look like this now? You know what I mean? I often tell patients when I have things like that to actually take a picture of them and every so often to compare yes. the pictures so they can see like idea. the evolution. And somebody had suggested to me when you're going into your doctor uh, to have, if you have a significant other, a spouse or someone uh, who can draw a little circle with a pen around those things on your back that you can't see, but to be sure you call it to your doctor's attention. 
a good idea. That's an idea, yeah. Neither of you jumped on that with real excitement. <laughs> Uh, I just we're no. thinking about putting ink on your skin, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but but that's yeah. there's a way to to you just need a, a method in which you can say, hey, doc, look at this. So whatever your method is, you need to at least call that to a provider's attention. Can you please look at this one for me? Well, it's interesting because uh, you mentioned sun exposure. When I was a kid, a long time ago, growing up <laughs> in Ohio, uh, summer came late, but when the sun first started coming out in April all of us high school students would rush to our backyards, slather ourselves with olive oil, hold up aluminum foil in front of our faces to attract more sun so we'd get a suntan. And now that I'm a lot older, I think that explains some of the stuff on my skin. Which which is probably correct, Ron. You know, um, it's very important that people look at the skin exposed, uh, the sun exposed areas of their skin, and that includes your scalp. I mean, this is not your issue, but as gentlemen and ladies may start to have thinning of the hair, now your scalp. I have no more- hair. So okay, okay. So I was just not, I was trying to give you a pass. You know That's I mean? okay. So so then you start to you have to look at lesions on your scalp also and on your face because these are sun exposed areas. I have a lot of truck drivers who you know the side of the the, the side of their face that's exposed to the sun. They'll have a lot of little lesions there that I have to watch over time because they sit long hours in these big 18 wheeler trucks a lot of heat is attracted they're up there with the sun um and and that is an area of concern for us so it's one side of their face that's exposed out that window yes absolutely interesting Mm -hmm. Uh, and and as you look at the different kinds of lesions uh i'm curious uh there's some that you know because you're experienced at that you look at and say no that's not really anything and then others you might say we need to take a look at that. How many years of experience does it take uh, for you as a PCP uh, to be able to make that judgment? Well, for me, it takes it, it took a lot of years of experience. And even now, I don't leave anything to chance. So if I am unsure, I absolutely positively refer, but I just need you to call it to my attention. I try my best to look at the, the total patient, especially during a yearly exam. But if in between those exams that you come in, if there's something new that pops up, bring it to my attention. Sometimes I can definitively say, that's a benign nevi. We don't have to worry about that. But if there's any doubt in my mind, I automatically refer you to dermatology. I mean, Dr. Prisco, what is your, your standard? I, I stand the same. Um, I don't think that there is experience uh, ever experience enough. And uh, I have uh, been shocked sometimes uh, with uh, things that I thought that were looking uh, very bad and very worrisome and that have turned out to be nothing, but uh, also shocked that something uh, uh, very uh, small turned to a dangerous melanoma. So the guards should be really up on this. And I, again, I don't want to leave it anything to the chance. And uh, if there is a suspicion, definitely uh, send for evaluation or perform a biopsy, which we can do in the office and uh, just to get a confirmation. So you err on the side of caution. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 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 So what are the most frequent types of skin lesions you see, Dr. Priska? Uh, well, we like we see acne keratosis, which I mentioned uh, somewhat before, and uh, uh, this is the uh, age spots, uh, very common as we age. Uh, but uh, we do see a fair amount and, uh, of basal cell carcinoma and squamous cell carcinoma. We live in our sunny Florida, and years of years of uh, sun exposure accumulation, it shows. 
And uh, yes, uh, I want to uh, join Dr. Perry about the scalp lesions because we see that a lot in male basal carcinoma in the scalp. Um, and uh, basal cell and the squamous cell carcinoma on uh, forearms, uh, again, short sleeve, sun exposure, but also lesion on ears. Uh, and I want to point out when applying sunscreen, don't leave anything out. The ears, uh, the ear lobes, very much affected by uh, squamous cell carcinoma. Um, it's interesting so. you mentioned the ears. Uh, while you're saying that, my ears, of course, are twitching. And I'm remembering <laughs> along the edge of the ear, uh, it seems to be very sensitive and very thin skin. And uh, and exactly that uh, that is a, a very delicate area, very sensitive area, but also a very uh, hit area by the sun on everyday life. Got about a minute left, and uh, why don't you give us a recap? Is there anything we haven't asked you, Dr. Priska? Um, no, I just want to point out how important it is. Uh, uh, skin is our the biggest organ of the body and to take care of our skin and to be cautious and to always uh, bring to your primary care physician uh, concerns about anything that changes on your uh, spots and bumps and lumps on your body. Uh, something, nothing is nothing. Everything needs to be assessed and uh, be uh, checked and making sure that uh, uh, nothing dangerous can happen to you. Those are words to live by, Dr. Perry. Nothing is nothing. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> because it could be something, right? It could be Absolutely. something. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Priska. Appreciate you coming on. And uh, I think you're our first physician who's come on who uh, grew up in Albania. So we are delighted to have a chance to visit that part of the world as well. On behalf of Dr. Tamika Perry, I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us Thanks. on Two Docs in a Pod. Executive producers for Two Docs in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Isaac Wilker, and associate producers are Natalie Ibarra and Maurice Hudson. Thank you for listening to Two Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And be sure and tune in next week for another edition of Two Docs in a Pod with Dr. Tamika Perry and Ron Aaron. Thank you.